Welcome to The Lockdown, featuring your hosts, Eric Preston and Mike Conover. And now, The Lockdown Sports Podcast. Lift off and the clock has started. Hey, how's it going, everybody out there? Uh, thanks for the introduction, Eric. Uh, Eric and I have known each other a long time, and uh, we've been doing this show uh, just pretty much for ourselves. For In my room and kitchen. About 20 years. years. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to let you guys hear our thoughts on some things. And uh, I want to get the, we want to get the ball rolling. We're going to talk about some free agency today. Uh, Basically, because that's the only thing exciting going on in a lockdown world. For sure. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and get started with the NFC, the North Division. Uh, we, we just randomly picked this one uh, so that the Chicago Bears would be the first team that we discussed. There was no bias to this whatsoever. It just so happened to work out that way. Um, so, uh, Mike, uh, offseason for the Bears. Uh, what are some of their signings so far? Well, um, I thought the Bears actually did a, a pretty good job, um, almost in the uh, scenario of less is more sometimes. Uh, I do like uh, a couple of the signings that, that they did grab. Uh, of course, they got um, Nick Foles. Uh, the big thing with Nick Foles, uh, not the biggest Nick Foles fan, um, but they didn't have to pay him what – Jacksonville's paying him. That's a big deal. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think that was they were definitely not going to make that trade with that contract structured the way it was for sure. Right, he got it restructured, uh, eight million, and uh, he's got six million in incentives. So if he sees the field and he produces, he gets some flashes from Philly. He better um, see the field. <laughs> you said he's going to see the field. He better, and he's going to. Oh. <laughs> you never know, and Mitch, we can trust. But uh, a couple other uh, signings that I liked on this team, uh, Jimmy Graham. Uh, I got to see Jimmy a couple of times. You probably saw him more than I did. Uh, but I saw him a couple times against the Niners. He can still move. He can uh, still move. I, I actually hate the signing. I like the player, but I hate the money. So, you know, they're, they're paying him uh, about what they could have had Greg Olson for that money. And I know he doesn't have the injury concerns that Greg Olson does, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll be proved wrong, but I, I think in Nagy's offense, you need a tight end who can block and that's certainly not his strong suit, but he did, he did lead the NFL last year in uh, uh, yards per separation on routes, which surprised the hell out of me, but uh, oh, for tight ends, of course. Right. And you know, he's still what six, seven. Yeah. Yeah. You, so you've you, got you an coach size, automatic but... uh, red zone threat. In, yeah. in Graham. We needed to do uh, something at the tight end position, right? Chicago needed to do something at the tight end position because Trey Burton couldn't stay on the field last year. Um, you know, we ended up the, uh, at the end of the year with uh, Jesper Horstead, a, a local Princeton uh, alum uh, who uh, I think has uh, definitely has a future as a, as a good move tight end. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the only part of this, you know, the, you signed Jimmy Graham for a, a one-year $3 million, and I, and I love it. Uh, but for, for what they're paying them, uh, it's uh, $9 million guaranteed, um, right. you know, and it's a, it's a two-year uh, $16 million contract. But I really it, – it, I, I remember looking at the structure of the contract, and it looked really – it's really like a one-year contract, $9 million guaranteed, which is – it's still a lot for, for, for what, what I saw out of Jimmy Graham last year. 
but maybe you catch that lightning in a bottle and uh, he has that one good year, but you know, if he has that one really good year and he takes a downslide the next year, you know, yeah, you can, you can get out of it, which, which is good. I mean, if that's a, you know, I I like the way they, they structured the contract uh, for, for that respect. Uh, And then uh, of course the, the big signing, right? Robert Quinn, Robert Quinn, uh, Robert Quinn, uh, I know we were talking about this uh, a few minutes before the show. I don't mind the money as much. Uh, like I said, the reason being I don't mind the money is because he's still a productive guy. He's going to be even more productive, I think, with uh, Mac on the other side. Um, you know, getting all those double and triple teams and all the attention. But uh, I don't think you can get uh, a guy who's going to give you 10, 12 sacks for the money that you got Quinn for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Pace has proved that he will um, definitely spend for, for pass rushers, giving up all, all those assets for, for Mac a couple of years ago. Uh, and I, I think Quinn is – I think this is – it's not getting the attention it deserves, in my opinion. Quinn was, uh, I believe, number one or, or number two, certainly in the top three in pro football focuses, uh, one-on-one blocked uh, rushers last year. And he's going to see a lot of one-on-ones because uh, Mac's getting triple teams. If Akeem Hicks is healthy to, to pass the rush from the middle and eat up a couple of blockers, there's just no way you're going to be able to, to even chip on, on Quinn. So I'm really excited about this. They did not get uh, the pass rush consistently out of Leonard Floyd. I thought F- Floyd was pretty good against the run last year. Uh, I thought he improved from the year before, but um, just never could consistently get to the passer. Um, he did against Green Bay. Um, I saw something like 70% of his sacks were <laughs> against the Packers, which is which is great and all, but uh, it's only uh, it leaves the other 14 games. So I, I'm really excited about what Quinn's going to do when he's uh, when he's cut single blocking. I definitely like that. Um, I'll tell you who they re-signed that I really liked was uh, Trevathan. Yeah, they, I, uh, bargain. They got him. I I, I love that contract. Yeah. Three years, 21.75, max of 24. I'm a big fan of when a defense is is great or an offense is great, keeping those key guys in there. If you have to replace a piece here or there, but I think he was really big. uh, It was two years ago. Defense was lights out. Mm -hmm. Um. I like that move, keeping him. Uh, you, you did a little work. Uh, did a little work in the secondary with Artie Burns on a one-year deal. Yeah, I don't know. Then, you can t- tell uh, me a, l- a little bit about Artie Burns. I think you know a little bit more about him than I do. What I've, what I've read is not great. Um, I think he's yeah. a depth signing. Uh, he's, yeah. he's uh, if he wins our, our starting job um, opposite uh, uh, powerful, I think <laughs> I think we're in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, we, we let Amukamara walk, which I, I honestly, uh, he's not getting any attention, uh, at least from what I can see. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them bring him back on, on a I cheap one-year prove-it deal. The Raiders were looking at him, right? And the deal fell through? Uh, no, I, I hadn't heard that. that um, uh, the Raiders signed uh, Kwiatkowski. Um, I haven't heard anything about Amukamara. Um, so I don't know, but, but you know, Artie Burns was a, a former first-round pick uh, by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, never really panned out there. Um, and uh, I, I, I've heard that his nickname was Artie Gets Burned. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but. <laughs> well, I mean, he did. He did. I, my wife, uh, not a huge fan. <laughs> not a huge fan. Yeah, Dane, uh, Dane's not a fan either. Dane just sent me a bunch of ha-ha-has. Uh, so. 
we'll see. Uh, but but you know, I I think the Bears had to pick between Trevathan and Kwiatkowski. I think they made the right choice. Kwiatkowski, he played fantastic last year after Trevathan went out with the arm injury. Um, but you, you can't keep them both. Uh, and I think they, they are looking for a little uh, leadership, a little veteran leadership in that uh, middle linebacking core there uh, with Trevathan along uh, Roquan Smith. Um, and, and Trevathan's not – he's only 30. You know, he's not over the hill by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and he was having a great year until he, he broke his arm. And, um, you know, just uh, they, they had to pick. And, and I think they went with the, the more proven leader. I mean, uh, Kwiatkowski was actually on, on the cut block going into preseason last year. Um, they weren't sure he was even going to make the team. So if Trevathan never gets injured last year and Kwiatkowski never sees the field, uh, not only is, is, is nobody complaining that we weren't able to retain him, but he, he doesn't get the contract that he gets from the Raiders because he, he doesn't get the exposure, he doesn't get the chance to go out there and prove what he can do. So it's just the way things worked out. Um, I, I think they made the right decision there going with, uh, with Trevathan. All right. And uh, they did have, you know, they, I think, I think they did a, a decent job in replacing some of the things that they lost. Uh, Chase Daniel, kind of a veteran backup. But now you're going to have a decent backup because you're either going to have Trubisky or Foles as your backup. So you're going to have a, one of the better backups. Yeah, and, and even though even though Chicago won a few games with um, Chase Daniels uh, at quarterback, Chase Daniel at quarterback last year, um, he, he didn't look very good. So I, I'm uh, – no, no, no tears shed uh, losing – losing him but it, but I agree the quarterback room is better this year than it was last year it's it just it is because the, the starter at, at worst is the starter again with a better backup uh haha Clinton Dix yep Dix gone uh headed over to the Cowboys uh they re-signed Dion Bush to um yeah to the safety position uh he, he played pretty well at, at times last year even played a little uh corner uh, for the Bears, uh, don't think he ends up being uh, the starter. I think they'll they'll probably address that in the draft. But uh, Pace has given himself some flexibility uh, going into the draft. If if uh, a safety he likes isn't there, um, they can always run run Bush. He started a few games last year, uh, um, so yeah, that's a that's a good depth signing. Uh, and then uh, you know uh, uh, Jermaine Afraidy, another uh, first round pick. Uh, not not a fan of this guy from what I read. Uh, <laughs> My, my buddy Pat Kerwin on uh, Sirius XM uh, radio said that uh, if the Bears go into the season with Afraidy as their starting guard, they're in a lot of trouble. He said they're going to be seven and nine. So I, I take his opinion uh, very seriously. So uh, I, I really hope that th- that's just the depth signing. But it, it kind of fits with the uh, the Artie Burns signing where Pace is just going for former first rounder and, and hoping the, the coaching can uh, improve on the talent. Coach him up. Yeah, exactly. Just because you did lose, you also lost Kyle Long. Yep. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle retired. He's Kyle, retired. Yeah. Kyle, uh, it it hurt me watching him on the field. He's one of my favorite players in 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 the past decade uh, that the Bears have had, and he just wasn't himself. He uh, he came into the year we thought he was healthy, and um, he just couldn't do it. So, uh, uh, wish wish Kyle all the best. And give him kudos for hanging it up. Um, well, well, he still could. Uh, it, it was not a pretty sight out there. So, but uh, he he fought through it, man. He's he's he was a tough, uh, tough, uh, tough bear. So, um, before we wrap up on the bears, um, 
let's revisit the, the Nick Foles signing again. So you and I were, were talking about this the other day. Uh, I, I don't believe Foles was their number one target uh, when the season ended, even in the months after, um, until the whole COVID-19 uh, breakout. I think that Foles ended up being their safe choice, uh, someone that knows the system, someone that all the coaches, coaching staff is super familiar with. Uh, he spent time with uh, uh, DeFilippo, the, the quarterback's coach, and um, uh, Matt Nagy when he was in Kansas City and uh, Philadelphia. So everybody's super familiar with him. So I, I think they brought him in there as sort of the safe choice. And uh, I, don't get me wrong, I, I think they still think he can, he can to run the offense better than Trubisky can. Uh, but but I, I think that we maybe would have seen a different approach had had this whole um, coronavirus not not taken place. Uh, I 100 percent agree with you. Um, I I really thought that they would make a, a big push for Bridgewater, and uh, you know maybe after after uh, he left and went to the Panthers, I, I and the writing was on the wall with Cam leaving. I thought Cam would be uh, your number one choice. You have, in my opinion, you have Trubisky. So even if Cam doesn't work out, he's you know injuries are the only reason I can think he wouldn't work out. Uh, he's got all the talent in the world, but if it doesn't work out, his in you know his foot's worse than it sh- than it is. You know they say he's got the shoulder also. Uh, you can always go back to Trubisky. And you're probably going to get – someone's probably going to get Cam on a, on a one-year deal, not much guaranteed money, and, you know, to see yeah. if he can still play. Yeah, if they, if they had been able to bring him in on a physical, I think it could have been different. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting the way this shaped out. But, you know, with uh, – with, in totality, all of uh, Pace's moves, it looks like uh, he just needs a quarterback that can um, make the make the throws when they're there. He doesn't need to put up a ton of points. We're, we're going to get after the, the, the quarterback, uh, and I think he's still leading forward with his defense. So we'll, we'll see how this works out. Uh, you know, Overall, do you, do you think the Bears roster improved, yes or no? I think, uh, I think they're, they're – I thought they had a better roster – I think they'll do better this year. I think they had a better roster than their record showed last year. I agree. I think you saw flashes, and they just couldn't put it together for They just quarters. weren't good enough to overcome the poor quarterback play that we had all year. That's really right. what it boils down to. The year before we were, Trubisky was a little bit better the year prior, and uh, they really had lightning in a bottle, and everybody played great. But, yeah, if you, if you overall look at the moves, you know, they, they uh, uh, traded out Leonard Floyd for Robert Quinn, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, and they've got Trevathan back healthy. Um, yeah, I, I think their their roster certainly looks a little bit better um, at, at this point. Uh, I'm I'm a fan, and, and of course they've they've brought Foles in, so uh, I I think they did improve. So I'm going to go with with a yes. The Bears roster is better than they were before free agency started. I think it I think it 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 really is going to depend on which Nick Foles you get. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean yeah. that as last year proved, you. you it's difficult to put together a roster uh, that can outplay the quarterback. Jacksonville did it a couple of years ago with, uh, with Bortles when they went all the way to the AFC championship game. Um, but it, it is almost impossible to win a Super Bowl without solid quarterback play or at least average quarterback play. 
So, all right, let's move on to the Detroit Lions uh, in the NFC North. Uh, what were some okay. of the uh, key signings for for the Lions? Uh, let's take a look. So, you already mentioned Chase Daniel, right? Um, they they brought Chase Daniel in as a backup. Uh, they, I think it's a one year deal uh, for Chase Daniel. Yeah, let's bring this up right here. Run it a little slow. All right, we'll get it figured out. So Chase Chase Daniel they brought in uh Jamie Collins. Uh Matt Patricia continues his his uh it's a pursuit his, of yeah, pursuit patriotism. of patriotism. Yeah. Uh it, you know, it's funny you look at some of these moves in a in a vacuum and they're like, "Yeah, it's a good player." Yeah, I like that move, but um what they're trying to accomplish is just something that never seems to work. Uh whether it's a Patriots coordinator or or any other team where they go and they try to duplicate what what they they did in their old system. Um, that obviously they had success with because they've been promoted to to head coach and it, it so rarely works. So you know they bring over Jamie Collins uh, for for a three year uh, deal with eighteen million guaranteed. Um, Collins has struggled, um, you know, when he left uh, New England prior. So I don't I don't know that uh, I, I don't know that the signing makes them them better in their in their linebacking core. Right, and I I don't really like the money they gave him. No, three years, thirty million uh, for a guy. Who's- is seeming more on the downslide, plays in the New England system well. If he had it going back to New England, Belichick probably would have, you know, maybe gave him half of that. Yeah. Um, they, th- from what I see, that it looks like the Lions uh, are caught in between we're going to try or we're not going to try. It's almost like the Jaguars. You know, the Jaguars, you know, they, they want to – Dump everybody, and then they'll go spend fifty million on somebody. Uh, but you know the Lions—they picked up Geronimo Allison. Uh, he's a good player. I, I like uh, I like the deal. One one year deal. One year nine. Not, not even a mil. I don't remember what the exact number was, but it was nine nine. Was it nine ten? You said nine hundred ten. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I, see, I like that. I mean, Allison's a, a good depth wide receiver guy, and you take him away from a division rival. Uh, in Green Bay, so I I like that signing. Um, you know where where I really think they stumbled and, and where their team kind of um, definitely took a step back is you know they they get rid of uh, they trade Slayton. Slay they yeah they, and uh, pick up Slayton. Desmond Trufant yeah Dar- they trade Darius Slay to to the Eagles um, replacing with Desmond Trufant who hasn't played well since 2015. Um, so, and, you know, a, a decent sized contract for Trufant too, two year, $21 million. Um, I, I don't know that Trufant can be a number one cornerback. I don't, I don't think he can do that. And with the way their roster is shaped right now, uh, he's, he's their number one. I, I, I can't see him guarding Thielen and Allen Robinson and, um, and Devontae Adams, that that's gonna be that's gonna be tough sledding. He's he's not been great when he's been on the field and he's had some injury troubles over the past couple of years. So And you know, the thing is none of the teams will admit that they're that they're dumping on a season. Uh but that's what it, it looks like. You know, they go and then, you know, they did go out and get uh get themselves a tackle for Stafford. I'm gonna give a shot. Uh, I never pronounce his name right. Uh, Halapula, Vitae. Yeah, we'll just call him uh, Vitae. Yeah, Vitae. Vitae from the Eagles, uh, who who is who has struggled. Um, you know they 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 left. Uh, they lost Rick Wagner. 
uh, to to the Packers actually, um, and they replace him with Vitae. So I think they downgraded a tackle there. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know that they're necessarily trying to tank uh, or, or or even I I think I think that they think they can win with some of these moves. Um, I I I really do think that Patricia thinks if he can kind of put together some of the same cast that he had, uh, some of the same players that are familiar with the system, and he can kind of teach the Patriot way. Uh, even again, even though that never works, I really think that's what they're trying to do here. Um, you know, one one of the signings that that I do like um, I, is Nick Williams. Uh, they got from from Chicago. Uh, Nick Williams played really well last year when uh, Akeem Hicks went out with an injury, so it sucked uh, for Chicago to lose him and especially to lose him to a division rival. So I, I like that move. Uh, but but overall, I don't uh, I, I don't I don't really love what what Detroit did uh, in the off season. Again, it's you know if you look at some of the moves individually, they look okay. But this whole theory of we're going to try to um, we're going to try to recreate the Patriots and, and, and in the I, North. I I just don't think you can recreate the Patriots without Bill Belichick. Right, Bill yeah. Belichick is. In you know, let's just say he he's in Arizona and he recreates the Patriot way in Arizona. I think it could work. And I'm not saying Matt Patricia isn't a good coach, but I I feel like some of these guys need to find a little bit more of their own niche. Because yeah. uh, Bill Belichick does something different than everybody else. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, they, they took some hits on the on their offensive line. Um, you know, like, like I mentioned before, they lost, uh, Rick Wagner sw- swapped him out for Vitae. Um, they also lost, uh, Graham Glasgow, who was, um, pretty much the number one free agent guard. Uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't sure about that. You know, I, I seen him not, not watch a ton of Lions football over the past couple of years, but I've seen enough of him to know that he can't handle Akeem Hicks. So, um, I don't, uh, I don't get the money that he got. Uh, and they also lost Ashawn Robinson and, uh, and Driscoll, who they who they effectively, uh, you know, upgraded, if you want to say that, uh, to uh, to Chase Daniel. Right. So, so overall, do we, do we think the the Lions got better? No, I don't, and I feel bad for Stafford because I'd kind of like to see him. You know, you got Galladay, uh, but I'd kind of like to see him with you know the stout offensive line and a couple of good receivers. You get the tight end in there. They had kind of a decent running game for, you know, one game, and then, you know, the next game they don't. But I'd like to see him with something around him, you know, and I don't feel like Detroit is is pushing for that. You know, you see a lot of, like, one-year, $2.2 million contracts. Yeah, definitely a lot fi- of value signings. Yeah, those are fine when you have a playoff team, I feel like. If you have a playoff team and you're putting in depth, and you're just trying to add a piece here, that's fine. But I feel like these guys are going to end up playing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, they, especially, you know, they, the way I see it, and we'll get into this more when we talk about the draft, but I I think they've kind of pigeonholed themselves into having to to take a corner in the first round, uh, which sometimes leads to a reach depending on um, how their draft board is and who's, who's left there because, they can't go in with a true font as their number one. And even if they do draft a corner, sometimes even if that corner may turn out to be uh, an, an all pro, it, it's not, it doesn't always come together in year one. So I, I think that's giving up a lot of passing yards. hundred percent. 
you know, you know, everybody's thinking they might get a CUDA. Yeah. Um, even yeah, if you which do get it, and obviously the number one corner, and they're in a good position picking third. Yeah. But yeah, and I, I mean, play a few no guarantee, and no guarantee he's gonna he's gonna be what he's going to turn into right off the bat. Exactly, exactly, and especially if you're putting him on a team that you know doesn't consistently, you know, destroy the quarterback. You know, if you're putting him out on an island, uh, you know, Darius Slay didn't have the greatest season last year. Yeah. And he's a proven cornerback. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. The, right. You know, he, he, I believe, ranked 83rd overall in pro football focuses, uh, uh, quarterback ranking right. last year. Um, you know, the games that I watched, uh, he, he didn't look great. I uh, gave up, you know, again, some tough assignments, you know, when you're, when you're a number one corner, uh, let alone a man corner, let alone a man quarter who's a shadow uh, on the team's number one receiver and left on an island with uh, not a lot of safety help over the top. Um, right. they, it, Patricia didn't do him any favors. Um, and if he's going to do that same thing uh, next year with uh, Desmond Trufant, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be the same right, let's, release. Let's move on to the Green Bay Packers here. Um, so uh, Packers, uh, the Packers actually had a, a pretty decent amount of departures, um, but I, I actually don't think any of the losses are really all that bad, um, with the exception of Balaga, of course, when he's healthy. Yeah. Uh, so, so Mike, what what did the Packers do? Uh, I think. Well, if we're gonna, you know, you want to start with a, a couple of the losses. I I think Geronimo Allison was a good player for them. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Graham, unfortunately, they I when they signed Jimmy Graham a couple of years ago, I thought he was going to have, you know, fifteen touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm you know like, what? Outside of a couple of Jermichael Finley years, Aaron Rodgers has never really been great with with his tight end. So I I actually wasn't. Uh, wasn't terrified of that signing when it happened. Um, it, it just never, you know, they were okay. I, he was really, but he was interchangeable for for any of the Richard Rogers or any of the other tight right. ends they've had there. Um, but I, you know, go back to Allison. I I think Allison stepped up in 2018 and started to look like he was going to be could be a a, a starting wide receiver, a number a good number three. And, and last year. He he had all the opportunity in the world with um with the injury to Devontae Adams and he just he didn't never really materialize. So I think yeah, they, I mean, they were willing to let him walk. Um and it shows how little they thought of him to let somebody else sign him for nine hundred and ten thousand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I feel like sometimes, you know, when a guy like uh Devontae Adams goes down, they didn't have anybody to step into the number one role. No. And Geronimo Allison's of, not a number one. A bunch not of even really a number two. Right. You know, so I think it just all trickled down because I don't think anybody really stepped up. I think the defense for Green Bay played really well last year or they yeah. would have been in a lot of trouble in some of those games that they didn't have uh, Adams. Right. So on, on the defense there, so they, they lost two of their starting linebackers. Uh, Blake Martinez, Martinez and, and Fackrell both both left now. Uh, I uh, Blake Martinez, I think was is one of the one of those guys that gets those numbers. He led the NFL in tackles, if I'm not mistaken, last year. And uh, boy, he he just uh, those tackles were nine, ten yards down the field. A lot, a lot of, of them were. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, he does move well, and I don't think he's too bad in coverage either. 
Yeah, a couple I don't, of times, the couple of times they played against the even the 49ers, I thought he was. I thought he was doing. He's done a decent job uh, the last couple of years in Green Bay. Um, yeah, but you're right. He's probably you can probably replace him for for what kind of money. He's yeah, I, I, I think, you know, they brought in uh, Christian Kirksey. I think their linebacking core is better right now. Um, and really they got him on a good deal. Yeah. Two year, 16 mil. Yeah. Yeah, not, not so. bad. Uh, Kirksey's a solid player. Um, and, you know, he's got uh, experience with uh, uh, Patton when he was a head coach of the Cleveland Browns. So, yeah, I, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't hate what they did with their linebacking core, but it was funny. Um, Balaga. Or, sorry, not Balaga. Uh, Martinez actually in his first uh, press conference with the Giants uh, about his uh, somebody asked him about all, all of his tackles being downfield, and he said, "Well, that that was my role in the defense. Uh, I was kind of <laughs> I was kind of the cleanup guy where the the other players were left to freelance and didn't always hey, make the right choices. I don't to, tackle people behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I wait till they get right before they're going to break away and score a touchdown. I get them." Yeah, Save but it's it, it is it is odd uh, to me. And we'll obviously get into this when we talk about the Giants. But both both of the linebackers they lost went to the Giants. So not sure why they were so enamored with that Packers linebacking core. Um, you know, again, some of the some of the numbers. If you're looking at box scores, they look real good. But if you're watching the tape, it's not uh, it's not what you want to see. Um, so uh, I think they upgraded at tackle actually, um, going from uh, Balaga to Balaga. Rick Wagner from from the Lions. Uh, I, you know, Balaga is a, a good name and, you know, it's uh, solid when he's out there, but, you know, uh, as a Bears fan watching those games, boy, does that guy like to hold a lot. And, uh, you know, he was very injury prone, uh, missed, missed some games last year. So I, I think they, they actually split from him, um, at, at about the right time, uh, you know, especially for, for the money that he got. All right. And like you said, it's it's he's got a good name. He had a couple of good years, uh, but again, it seemed like every time I saw the Packers game, he's sitting on the sidelines. Yep, like in the second and quarter, some kind of lower leg injury or something. It, yeah, so you know, good luck to him. But yeah, and then they bring in uh, Devin Funches, uh, wide receiver. Um, I, I great contract. I mean, you can't can't really complain. One year, six six million. Uh, gives uh, gives Aaron Rodgers a big-bodied receiver, uh, which he hasn't had for a while. Uh, and, you know, Funches will be the number two uh, opposite Devontae Adams. So they're, they're still missing the speed guy. They didn't really bring in a, a you know, good slot-wide receiver. They, they got Funches, but I think where they missed was uh, – I thought Emmanuel Sanders would have been a really good fit. Yeah, yep. Uh, veteran guy. Runs his routes. He can still move. Uh, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers would have had would have had a, a really good rapport with him. I think they missed on that, not getting uh, – because I, I don't know exactly what he signed for, but he didn't get that much. Anymore. No, no, I don't think he did. I think he took a little bit of a discount to go play with yeah. uh, Breeze and the Saints. Um, so, you know, the Packers didn't do a whole lot. Uh, they, they spent uh, – I, I saw, I think, $129 million in, in contracts and guaranteed money uh, in uh, last year's free agency, and they got uh, $19 million, uh this year. So, you know, the numbers are the numbers. You can't spend that same amount of money every year. So I think last year was their big splash. So they didn't do a whole lot, but I, I actually think they're 
it's hard to say that their roster's not better uh, right now, or at least they've put themselves in a good position. You know, I, I feel like uh, they, they got rid of some, some guys for contracts that they weren't going to uh, be worth. And, uh, you know, they upgraded their wide receiver and their linebacking and their offensive line. So I actually think at this point, um, the Packers, I, I think, are – I'm going to give them an incomplete at this point because I think they've just really set themselves up to be better. I, I can't say that the roster is better uh, in free agency, uh, after free agency, but uh, I don't hate what they did. I mean, it's, it's hard to make a team better when you go to the NFC Championship game. Um, but I think that they are just as good as they were last year. Um, I think they'll they'll be as, just as competitive as last year. I think uh, they still have the strengths that they had last year. And if uh, Adams is healthy all season, that'll be another plus. Uh, plus another year uh, for Aaron Rodgers in that system, I think is going to make a difference also. Yeah. Um, as long as he stays healthy. Sure. But but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh you know they did a good job. I think they did what they were supposed to do aside from not getting Emmanuel Sanders. I think if they got Emmanuel Sanders, they definitely would have a better roster, but I'm with you. Um I don't think they did anything to uh to make their roster better, but they didn't get worse. So Yeah, I think they're in a good spot. All right, uh, let's move on to the the last team in the NFC North, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings uh, off season is uh, really it, we, we really just have losses to talk about, right? So they didn't do they didn't add a lot. Um, they they lost a lot of players in free agency. Uh, you know they they made some choices on some guys and uh, just kind of decided to to walk away. So so let's start, of course, with the big one, the Stephon Diggs trade. Uh, they uh, send Stephon Diggs to the the Bills. Uh, do you have the haul that they got back? Because they they did pretty good. I you know I don't I don't hate what they got back in return. Um, uh, I'll, I'll give it to you right now. I was actually Bills. on. Uh, let's see. Uh, they didn't do bad, um, but well, it's because Bill O'Brien wasn't making the trade. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'm a I'm a Stefan Diggs fan as yeah. far as his talent. Um, but if, if I'm a, a Minnesota Vikings, uh, you know, if I'm in the front office, there's only so many times I want to hear he's just, uh, you know, he's just a fiery player. Yeah, mid-season, a lot of chatter coming out of Minnesota last year that he wanted out. Um, and, you know, they, they won the division. Uh, they – made the playoffs, they, they, they had a decent season, and uh, all season long you heard. And, and Cousins didn't play all that bad. Um, you know, it, it's I, – I don't know that I want to call Stephon Diggs a diva wide receiver because I think some of, some of those stories may have been blown out of proportion because I didn't, I didn't necessarily see the, the sideline behavior. I didn't see a lot during the games. There was a couple things here and there, but – you know, I, I think they just uh, – it, it was best for everybody to, to just part, and, uh, and they, did, they did pretty well. So what, what did they end up getting for Diggs? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure yet. Uh, but, <laughs> but still on the, uh, on the topic of, you know, there weren't that many outbursts. I don't know if it was the amount of outbursts he had, but 
when he had the outburst bothered me sometimes. Like I saw him lose his mind. They're winning by 20 points. Yeah. I think, was it at Dallas? Uh, I forget what game it was, but he's got like two catches and they're up 20 points. And, you know, he's, he's throwing a fit that he, you know, cousins missed him on a pass. Here it is. So uh, Diggs, they got Diggs. Uh, Bill's got Diggs and a seventh rounder in exchange for uh, first round of this year, uh, fifth round, uh, sixth pick, and a 2021 fourth round pick. So, so not bad uh, there. Uh, I, certainly, you know, from some of the wide receiver trades that have gone down over the past couple of years, uh, that that's compares favorable favorably to uh, to, to what uh, some of the other teams have gotten for their star wide receiver and and they did pretty good knowing you know with the whole league basically knowing that they were ready to move on from Diggs and that Diggs wanted out a lot of times that'll really handcuff you and what you can get in return for your your star wide receiver or your star player in general uh and they, they did a pretty good job getting getting a decent haul back so uh you know we'll, we'll see uh, does this force them to go wide receiver in in the first round with one of their two first round picks maybe um, well you, I hope they I hope they do because uh You've got Thielen on one side, who I think is a really good receiver. I think, you know, he's he brings as much to the table as Diggs does. Fantastic. Had a breakout season in 2018. You know, had some health issues uh, last year, but um, was still solid. But I don't know if he can carry the load by himself. Yeah. You know. So there's, uh, there's a few guys in the league who can, and, uh, you know, I'm not it's, – it's not a knock on Thielen, but – I think they're going to have to get somebody over there that's going to bring some attention over the top. I agree. I agree. So uh, they move on from Diggs in the trade with Buffalo. Uh, they move on from Xavier Rhodes. Um, good move. I mean, he's, he, he wasn't uh, Rhodes, uh, Rhodes open last year. You know, that, that uh, nickname that he earned, Rhodes closed a couple of years ago. I think he gave that nickname to himself. Uh, <laughs> he, he really didn't have uh, – didn't have a great year uh, last year, and uh, I think they were just ready to move on uh, from him. So, so he leaves. Uh, Everson Griffin, who missed a few games last year with some mental health issues, um, he stepped away and, and is yet unsigned. Um, again, uh, you know, it, Everson Griffin's a fantastic player when he's on the field, but um, it's just one of those distractions that they had last year, um, you know, when, uh, when he had to, had to leave midseason. Um, and then Trey Waynes. Uh, so that, you know, need some new corners out there in Minnesota. Some of the other uh, players that they let walk, um, you got uh, uh, Linval Joseph, uh, who is definitely on, on the wrong side of his career. Uh, Sandejo, uh, who I actually like. Um, I thought he played pretty well uh, for them. Uh, and, uh, you know, the other big, big losses, uh, J. Ron Kirsch, who I think is a good young player. Um, he went to Detroit, I believe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of uh, <laughs> lots of losses for the Vikings, and uh, you know, a couple of re-signed players. They franchise tagged Anthony Harris, which I think is a good move. Uh, Harris played really well for them last year. Is a great complement to um, no drawing a blank. Uh, Harrison, Harrison Smith. Um, so you know, re- really good uh, uh, pair of safeties back there for them. Uh, who did they add in free agency? In free agency, uh, the Vikings. You know they uh, they've got it. Um, they resigned Amir Abdullah. Okay, uh, you got Dan Bailey. Um, the Dan Bailey, you're going to get one of two guys. 
I, I feel like it's it's always tough um, with the kickers, you know. Yeah. But yeah. you know, and Minnesota's thought, had just thought, just about as many kicking issues as Chicago has. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. The history there with kickers, but I guess everybody's got to be better. What was the guy's name they had over there? Uh, I can't remember. The guy I can't was, remember, but you know, he couldn't hit the broad side of the bar. Yeah. Yeah, he he struggled for sure. And then they went and traded for um the the other kicker, um uh V something uh, from from the um from the Buccaneers. Bucks. Um and, and he didn't even make the team. They ended up cutting him. So right. yeah, you know, uh Bailey hopefully will will fill that role for them. Uh and then uh they resigned CJ Ham. Uh, fullback, you know, full fullback. They they used him pretty well last year. A little bit out of the backfield. Uh, good blocking fullback. Um, and then the only real free agency that they brought in um, from from another team was uh, was Michael Pierce. Pierce. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, they, they they essentially upgrade from from Linval Joseph to Michael Pierce. He's you know young guy. He's only twenty seven years old. Um, and and you certain you know they they certainly got exposed by the Forty ers yeah. And the playoffs, you know, so they could definitely use even as stout as their defensive line has been over the last couple of years, they definitely showed that they needed some interior help. Yeah. Agreed. Uh they also picked up uh Tajay Sharp. Yeah, that's that's another one of those uh this guy's got some talent. Let's see if uh change of scenery makes makes a difference. Um I like him. You know, he can, he can move. Yeah, he had he had uh, his moments in Tennessee, but never really um you know, became what they thought he was going to be. But, you know, there wasn't uh they had a lot of iffy quarterback play until the last eight games of the season. So yeah. you can see what he can do with the, with a pro bowl quarterback. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's, uh, that wraps up the end. Oh, real quick. Do, do we think the Vikings, is their roster better now than it was when free agency began? I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna say no with the with the loss of Diggs. I think that was you know obviously the big the big thing. Um, they they kept on they you know they held on to a couple of good pieces, but you know Diggs is a is a big time playmaker, and you can't necessarily just find somebody to do that. I think they've put uh, themselves in a position that if they miss on some of these, they're, they've created some depth issues with with all the losses. And if they miss on some of these draft picks, they're they're going to be in a, they're going to be in a spot here. They're going right. to uh, need some of these draft picks not only to be starters, but to 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 back up uh, starters as they're uh, next up on the depth chart. So yeah, I I, uh, I don't think the Vikings were are better now than they were. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to going to say that they're they if they don't have someone come in as a big time playmaker that can go over the top i think their offense could struggle a little, little bit especially if cook gets hurt again yeah all right so let's move on to the nfc south um we've got, well, wait. got... now that we went over the whole north who do you think's in uh in the who's driver's seat. It, who's in the driver's seat? So, um, I you know I think I think the the worst uh, off season I think belongs to the uh, Vikings, uh, because I just I think that uh, 
they have more holes uh, than than they have additions, and I I can't say that their roster's better. So out of the four teams in the NFC North, I think the uh, the Vikings definitely um, are the least improved. Uh, I, the most improved, I I have to give it to Chicago, not because I'm wearing the rose colored glasses, but <laughs> because I think they're the only ones that went out and actually tried to upgrade their team. It's not about the big money signings. Uh, I think you can look at every single move Chicago made and say. They took a position of weakness or something they viewed as a position of weakness and tried to upgrade it. You go out and get Nick Foles, who's going to be their starter. I don't think he's going to lose out. I, I don't even really believe it's going to be an open competition. Uh, they upgrade from Leonard Floyd to Robert Quinn. Uh, I, I think that they, they took, took a look at some deficiencies they had on the roster and actively went and spent money and were aggressive in, in trying to improve those. And that really wasn't the strategy of any of the other three teams in the NFC North. Um, you know, part of that, it, Chicago has to do that. They don't have a first-round draft pick this year. So, um, you know, that's obviously going to change the way you approach free agency. Uh, but I think at this point, I'd say um, uh, Chicago had the uh, best free agency period of the NFC North teams, and uh, Minnesota had the worst. Uh, what do you say? I would uh, – I'd agree with you 100%, um, except – well, I would I would give, agree with you 100% on Chicago being the best. I think Detroit had the uh, – even with the Vikings losing digs, I think Detroit had the worst free agency because I feel like they they may have gotten worse. You know, I, I, I felt yeah. like they were, they were a bad team yeah, last year. That's hard to argue, yeah. They were a bad team last year. The Vikings were a playoff team. You know, they only had so much they needed to do. They did lose their number one receiver, but I, I still I still would pick them right now over the over the, the Lions. Hard to argue that. So, so I'll, I'll definitely agree with you that, that Chicago, I think Chicago did the best. I think Green Bay kind of stayed afloat. Uh, they yeah. just – I think that's a wise move. It's, it's, it would be weird for me to look for a new co-host in my first episode, so <laughs> – <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the, the NFC South. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, lots of moves here, lots and lots to discuss. So um, obviously uh, the, the big free agent ad, uh, they've got a couple here. Um, Todd Gurley, uh, they pick up Todd Gurley from the Rams after the Rams choose to go to will be direction. wearing – did you see what number he's going to wear? Uh, 21, was it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's uh, – that's, uh, it's it's a shame that somebody can wear number twenty one in a Falcons uniform, um, but you know they they uh, decided to let Devontae Freeman go uh, and uh, replace him with Todd Gurley. Um, you know I don't hate it in a vacuum, but uh, you know what Todd Gurley are you getting? You know the contract. It's you know it just shows how how quickly running backs drop off and why you you shouldn't spend big money on a running back ever. Uh, I saw that uh, effectively, effective with the Todd Gurley deal, uh, every single running back drafted in the 2015 draft is no longer with their original team, not a single one wow. of them. And I scanned the list really quickly, and a bunch of them are out of the league. A um, couple of them are in the XFL. Cameron Norris Payne was on that list. He's in the XFL. So, you know, it's uh, – Gurley, it's not a huge contract. So uh, if he returns to even a fraction of what he was a couple of years ago, it's, it's a good move. Um, I don't know I that he's – I think upside – I think the, the upside that Gurley's going to give you is better. I think Devontae Freeman, his, his best days may, have, may be behind him. 
Yeah, yeah, I he's, agree with that. He's, He's, he's really still struggled out there. the last couple of years. He's still out there. Nobody's taken a swing at him yet. So, um, you know, that that may show what the league opinion is of him at this point. Uh, and, uh, you know, but, you know, going from from Freeman to, to Gurley, I agree, more upside. So I, I think it's probably an upgrade. Uh, and then they lose Austin Hooper in free agency to the Browns uh, and replace him with uh, Hayden Hurst of the Ravens. Uh, Hayden Hurst had kind of become the odd man out in the uh, the quartet of tight ends that the uh, the Ravens had. Um, well, the the of- word kind of around the campfire was Hayden Hurst just wasn't happy with the amount of balls he was getting. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, and you're kind of like, okay. Uh, yeah, it's it'll understandable. Be- you're only going to get so many, and you're the backup tight end. So. Be interesting to see what he does as the man uh, in a in a very tight end friendly offense. Uh, Austin Hooper got a ton of balls thrown his way the past couple of years, uh, which led to his big payday with Cleveland. So, uh, you know, I, I think Hayden Hurst uh, definitely has the ability to step up and and, and be the guy in, in that offense. I'll I'll agree with you on that one. Um, he can he can play, he can play, and he's you know he's a big guy. Um, so Matt Ryan knows how to use the tight end. You know, he had Gonzalez. He had uh, – uh, he just lost Hooper. So Yeah, yeah, it's a tight end friendly offense, and, and Ryan li- likes a security blanket. Uh, so, that, so that was a trade with the Ravens. Uh, they get uh, Hayden Hurst uh, and a 2024th round pick in exchange for a 2022nd and a fifth round pick. So good trade. They didn't give up too much. Um, for them, uh, so we'll see, we'll see about that. And they they walk away from uh, they let Vic Beasley leave uh, in free agency and replace him with Dante Fowler. Uh, Fowler was 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 really good. Uh, Rustin the Pasher last year uh, coming over from the Rams after his uh, time in Jacksonville. Uh, Beasley, boy, uh, he he really uh, dropped off quickly. You know he. Well, did he drop off or did he have one good year? And yeah, you yeah, know, that, was it was was that kind of the outlier? And that's the the flash you're gonna get because I mean he was touted, he was highly touted out of you know coming out of college, but he never really gave Atlanta a reason aside from that one season to do anything big with him. He you know he had some you know. Yeah, he had that one big year. Was it twenty seventeen? Was it? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I I think if they can get uh, the Fowler that they had uh, last year, uh, that that the Rams had last year, I think I think that's an upgrade. Uh, and I, sure. I I think with Trufant, I think uh, he's another one. He had a he had a good season a couple of years ago. Twenty yeah, fifteen, I think it was was his best yeah. season. Yeah, and he's he he's struggled to stay healthy, so so that I, I get I get not aggressively pursuing him. Um, uh, Devontre Campbell uh, losing losing him to the Cardinals. He had a really good le- year last year. Um, that uh, that's definitely somebody that, that they're going to need to replace. They haven't. And they haven't Claiborne. Really, yeah. Uh, yep. And Adrian Claiborne. They haven't addressed a linebacker uh, so far. Um, 
So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they go that direction in the draft. Oh, and uh, you know they bring in Laquan Treadwell from from the Vikings. Uh, right. That's you know a throwaway. Talk about but, uh, a first well, rounder that never materialized. Exactly. That's one of those. But if if you get into, I feel like if you get him into uh, an offense where maybe you can put some gadget stuff in their form, let him play special teams. I don't even know if he's going to give you anything on special teams, but. I feel like if you he's he's a big body, if you can get him the ball with some space, he might be able to do something. But he, you he know they, that that's the part he had trouble with is getting the ball. He he couldn't catch anything. Right. Um, uh, it was 2016. Big Beasley's good year, 15 and a half okay. sacks. So, so, um, his, so his, four years his sophomore of, season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know he returned for him a little bit last year. You know eight sacks, but you you're not going to pay. Uh, big, big money for an eight-sack guy. That, no. Those guys are a dime a dozen. Yeah, his and, career numbers are, are really – you're right. That, that's, that's his outlier. So he's got four sacks his rookie year, 15-and-a-half sophomore season, uh, then five, five, and eight last year. So definitely uh, definitely not a guy that, uh, you know, has been getting after the, pass, uh, after the passer consistently. And he gets nicked career. up. Uh, but if you're going to be a yeah. guy – if you're going to be a guy that's not getting the sacks, you got to be stout in the run game. So it's funny you say that he gets nicked up. I feel like Vic Beasley is 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 a guy that's injured a lot. He's only missed two games in his career. Both of them came in 2017. That surprised but me. But he's it seems like he always has an ankle or something, right? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I I don't know why I have that uh, image of him, but you know I'm looking at looking at the game chart here, and he, he's only missed two games. Uh, he's hurt. That's not right. You can't believe everything you see on the internet. Yeah, well, it's on the internet. It can't be. It can't be false. All right, moving on to Carolina again. Another team that oh, they did a lot. What did they do a lot? Um, so uh, for the first thing, and this really opened up the floodgates um, and set the tone for what they were going to do this off season. Uh, they they decided to part ways with Cam Newton uh, after Matt Rule and uh, ownership repeatedly said that he was their quarterback, uh, which of course you know means absolutely nothing uh, unless it's uh, mid season. So uh, they let Cam go. Uh, I think it was just you know obviously injury. Uh, I don't think anybody questions Cam Newton's talent. Uh, certainly not his uh, physical attributes. Um, the guy's a winner. You know, he took he took a team to the Super Bowl, fifteen and one, uh, with not a lot. Philly Brown and uh, his receivers they, that year were just sub. Well, sub-par, he had so. uh, who's the guy? He's like six foot five. He's like Kelvin Benjamin. Pounds now. Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. Um, but that was like the equivalent of Iverson taking the Sixers to the championship. Yeah, yeah, he 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 put that you know, on his back. He did, but uh, I like what Carolina's doing right now. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's better for both parties to kind of separate. I yeah. think Cam's going to go somewhere. He's smart. He's not rushing into it. He's not just taking the first deal. I think he'll get in somewhere where he'll get a shot and. Uh, I think he's – I mean, he's he's only 30 years old. Yeah. You know, he's he's got – you know, he's got all the talent in the world. I think he's going to uh, – he's going to give us a couple more good years. But I, I, re- I like Bridgewater. Um, I'm, I'm under the uh, – I'm, I'm that guy that, that likes, you know, the Alex Smiths of the world, the Teddy Bridgewaters. You can win with guys. Him. Huh? You can win with him. You can win with him because he's not going to make a bunch of big mistakes. And 
you know, he'll move the ball when you need to move the ball. He'll make some plays. You're not going to ask him to win it all on your arm. And you, and the way they, the way they have the roster, he doesn't have to, you know, you got McCaffrey. I think you give him a few less touches. They're going to have to, they're going to have to, they, they can't unless, unless they don't uh, because some, some teams are taking the, the, uh, the I'm strategy run of just run the him into the ground and then let him go and we'll get and somebody get else. One. Now, they're obviously not going to find somebody quite as versatile and flexible as Christian McCaffrey, but um, I, I would not be surprised to see them continue this workload. As a matter of fact, bringing in Bridgewater um, may tell you that that's exactly what they're going to do. Um, Bridgewater is really good in the underneath and the check down stuff. It, it's interesting before we get too deep into their moves. So last year you look, Cam Newton gets injured. Kyle Allen comes in and plays pretty well. Um, you know, not, not as well as uh, some radio shows. And uh, he was doing great and, until he came up against the 49. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you look at that and they say, okay, well, you know, the, the, the Carolina Panthers have a pretty good quarterback room. They got a, they got a, a, a good starter, all pro starter and a, and a, and a good solid backup. And then they're going to come into the 2020 season, whenever it is that they, it actually starts uh, with a completely different quarterback room. Um new head coach. So it's going to be a very different um, scene uh, here in Carolina. Uh, they bring in PJ Walker from the XFL. I, I like this kid. I do. I think I, we I were do. talking about this. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he, he kind of looked like, uh, you know, a, a little um, more, I want to say athletic, but um, a, a very similar version of Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I think he did to the XFL. He can, exactly. He can move. He can move a little yeah. bit better. Uh, I, I think he did to the XFL exactly what you would expect an NFL quality quarterback to do uh, when they're up against lesser talent, and that's just dominate. Um, and, and, but you know, he, he, he played did, pretty well. He did and, throw a couple of intercept. He threw a couple of bad interceptions. He did. I don't. You know, it, it's tough with the XFL. How many, or, or even in the NFL, <laughs> how many, how many of those are on the quarterback? How many? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's tough. But uh, obviously, Carolina did enough uh, research on him to to be comfortable with them as their number two. Um, because but I'll as soon tell you as they what. bring him in, they trade Kyle Allen to the Redskins yeah. for a fifth round. He was he was one of the reasons that I watched the XFL. I would, yeah. you know, he was one of, one of those names. You know, you you waited uh, week after week in the XFL for for a name that would pop and say, oh, oh wow, he looks good on the highlights. And I, you know, I want to watch the Guardians game. Uh, it's a shame they fold, but we'll we'll, we'll talk about that eventually. <laughs> um, but so, a, another another guy I thought they got a great deal on. Uh, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson, yeah, he uh, the 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 wide receiver market wasn't there uh, for him. It was uh, I, honestly, I I think getting him for twenty million mm-hmm. and two years uh, is a phenomenal deal yeah. for the for the Panthers because if he does if if he stays on the same track that he's on, he's worth the ten million. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but he can definitely – he has the potential to definitely outplay that contract. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it is interesting, though. This is one of those signings that I like the player, and I, I think he makes them better. But, you know, Robbie Anderson is, is a great deep threat, um, and Teddy Bridgewater hasn't been all that great with Not the people. Uh... Yeah, so that, that's one of those that, that it, uh, in a vacuum looks good, but does it really – is there a continuity there? Does it, does it make sense? Um, I don't know. Time will tell there. Um, and then uh, they they also swap tackles with the Chargers to bring in uh, Russell Okun, Okun. Uh, and send uh, um, 
who who did they send? Uh, Trey Turner. Trey Turner. Sorry. Okay, so swapping offensive linemen. Um, send Trey Turner over to the Chargers. Uh, Okung is, uh, you know, he's got to be. I don't have it in front of me. How how old is Russell Okung now? Uh, Okung is thirty one. Thirty one. Okay, I feel like he's been in the league forever. So, you know, he's he's definitely getting uh, on the other side of his career for an offensive lineman. He's probably been in the league about what like eight nine years, uh, maybe more. Um, so, you know, if they can if they can, if he can stay healthy uh, again, another another issue with with him staying healthy. And um, you're going you, well. I, I I like how they went out. And they're at least putting the effort in. You know, they're going to say they say look. We don't have Cam. Cam, you can have an average offensive line, and Cam might make you look a little bit better because he's going to get out of some sacks. Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to get rid of the ball. Yeah. You know, he's not, he's not dipping and dodging anybody. Or, he's, you know, maybe ducking. So um... – the the Panthers took they they took a few losses on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they lose Mario Addison, uh, Bruce Irvin, Don Terry Poe, Vernon Butler's a, a good young defensive tackle, uh, and then of course uh, the retirement of Luke Keekley lose James Bradbury to the Giants, and uh, they go in a quote unquote different direction uh, from safety Eric Reed a couple of weeks ago. Um, don't uh, I don't I don't know that that's necessarily a football move that that may be one of those things where the the new coach is like I don't want to deal with this um you know obviously I don't know anything about that but uh it's a bit of a head scratcher his, his contract was pretty friendly and I thought he played pretty well last year um, well so- I mean he's a he's a he's a really good player um loved him when he came out of LSU uh the game is kind of changing away from that style of safety definitely you know he's a big hitter uh, not the greatest coverage guy. So, you know, if you're trying to run a defense where you're looking for the safety to, uh, to be more fluid back there and not just sit there and, and lay big wood in yeah, the, the secondary. The traditional in-the-box safety, the traditional yeah. in-the-box safety is almost a thing of the past. Um, and you need versatility there. So, uh, yeah, maybe that's, that's one of those, you know, we got to be more flexible. Uh, in our secondary, uh, but Bradbury played pretty well last year, so losing him to the Giants is uh, definitely something they need to replace. Um, I think, but I think the the Luke Keekley, uh that's going to hurt. Of course, you yeah, know? you're going to miss his leadership uh, more than anything, and and you know he he obviously wasn't you know the the Luke Keekley from a few years ago, but there wasn't a huge drop off. I mean, he was still playing at a very high level last year, so that's that's definitely going to be difficult for them to to replace. Yeah. Um, so overall, and I don't think, and I don't think they were expecting it. Overall, do you, do you, do you think the uh, the Panthers are better now uh, than they were when free agency started? You know, and that's a really tough one because if you're talking about the Panthers from last year that didn't have Cam Newton for 14 games, I think they're better than that team. I agree. Um, I don't necessarily think Teddy Bridgewater is a better better quarterback than Cam. Yeah, um, I think he's better than Kyle Allen. I think he's better than Kyle Allen, but I don't think he's better than Cam. Uh, but other than that, I, I like some of the moves, even the the Farrell Cooper, you know, getting you some depth depth at wide receiver. Yeah, good kick uh, returner. And I, I'm high on the the Robbie Anderson move. Um, they got Trey Boston. 
Um, I think they definitely uh, are going to be improved from last year. Yeah, yeah, it remains to be seen what they'll do uh, to fill in some of those holes on the defensive side of the ball. But there, there definitely appears to be some continuity in the in the Panthers' moves, and uh, they they were made with the end game in mind and not just in a vacuum. So I do I do like what they did. Um, they were decisive about what they did. Um, you know, replacing the entire quarterback room. Um, you know, letting uh, Greg Olson go and just you know walking away from some of the veterans that have been with their team uh, for, for such a long time uh, in an effort to sort of rebuild competitively, so to speak. Um, you know, I, I don't think that they're rebuilding, but I do think they're retooling. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you that they're better than the uh, Kyle Allen led uh, Redskins, but I don't know that they're better um, than uh a healthy Cam Newton-led team. Uh, so let's let's move on to the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans. New Orleans. So, um, as always, the, the Saints don't usually do a ton uh, in free agency. That's not usually how Mickey Loomis operates. Um, he he is, uh, likes to build through the draft. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they had – it's a couple of good additions. They bring back Malcolm Jenkins uh, from the Eagles, which um, – you know, he can I'm still play, man. I'm still scratching my head over that one. Um, why they decided to uh, let him go, and then um, hey, it was it's yeah. it's almost as big of a head scratcher. Why Sean Payton let him go? Yeah, well, in he the said first place. Payton said that that was the the biggest mistake he ever made was was letting Malcolm Jenkins go. Um, right. I, I'd say he was getting coronavirus, but w- whatever, to each his own. <laughs> um, so you know they. He, I don't he think made, he had any control over the second. <laughs> no, no. But uh, uh, if we're going to rank them, uh, you know. But uh, I, I think the 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 subtractions that New Orleans made uh, were good. Um, Ted Ginn, you know, he's a solid player, but they replaced him with Emmanuel Sanders. Yep. That's a definite upgrade. Yeah, it's an upgrade. Eli they're going to play, Apple. obviously, different roles in the offense, but if we're just looking at the depth chart, yeah, for sure. Um, they're, they're Eli better. Apple, I, I, I should send him a Christmas present uh, this year because 49ers probably don't win that game last year in New Orleans if it weren't for Eli Apple. Because yeah, I, I, the, uh, they squeezed a lot out of him, though, man. They, they, you know, they, they, they get him from the Giants for not much. Uh, and it was looking like his his career was kind of over, um, but uh, you know they they squeezed what they could out of him, and then they let him go. Um, and then coincidentally, Eli Apple signs with the Raiders, and that contract falls apart, and he's still out there, uh, if I'm not mistaken. You know, that's what it was. I I had him confused with Amukamara earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So e- Eli Apple's still out there. Um, you know they 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 walk away from him. They basically rented him from the Giants. Uh, and and then they uh, let Von Bell go. Von Bell. Um, so they're going to have to replace, uh, or they who they replace with uh, Michael Jenkins. So yeah, I, I think you know not a, not a lot here. Uh, which when you're, you know, a, a good competitive football team year in and year out, and you have uh, a good roster, you don't really need to do a ton. So not really surprised that uh, they didn't do a lot. But uh, with with the moves that they made, I I would say that the Saints are are better now than they were when free agency began. Well, don't forget that they re-signed Drew Brees either. Of we course. can't talk about the Saints without. Yeah, that's that's true. He was a free agent. You forget about that because they uh, he had announced so early on um, in the offseason that he was planning to return to now, the Saints. 
And now they, they I'm not one to I'm not one to watch somebody else's pockets, as they say. But if I'm Drew Brees and he's made a ton of money, I don't have exactly in front of me what he's made, but he has made a ton of money, correct? He's made enough that he could donate five million dollars. All right. So he took a two-year, $50 million contract, which is a modest contract for what yeah. you can get at. I mean, he's going he's gonna to give you 4,500 yards next year. But if I'm Drew Brees at this point in my career and I'm coming back to win, I might say, hey, give me $15 million for one year, two year, whatever. And you tell me you're going to go out and get something huge. You know, go out there and spend a ton of money that you would not have spent. You know, if I'm in it, if I'm coming back to win a Super Bowl, that's what yeah, I'm in. Who, who was out there, though, that really fits that bill? Are they going to do overpay Robbie Anderson? So, I mean, I get what you're saying, um, but I, I, don't, I don't know that that free agent was, was out there this year, you know? Um, whether it's a uh, and Amar also Cooper, it, well, yeah, but you, you, you can't you can't pay Amari Cooper and Michael Thomas, um, and I just I don't. You can I, you can if if Drew Brees lose forty million on the table. Yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't. Uh, I I also don't see the the huge glaring hole. I mean, I guess if if you're talking about bringing in you you pair uh, Amari Cooper with with Michael Thomas, then. And and bring in Emmanuel Sanders as your as your slot guy, you're, you're going to have a lot of trouble covering them, uh, especially with Kamara out of the backfield. I, I agree with that. I don't know. It's uh, I, I don't know that uh, Brees taking a little pay cut is enough to get get that done. Um, it, it, in a different year, maybe more uh, offensive weapons. Maybe um, I don't know a, a Travis Kelsey or a top flight tight end um, that's out there and available. Um, maybe, but they've maybe. got they don't they don't need a tight end. They've got a. Uh... Jared Cook. Can never, Jared Cook. Can never Beetlejuice. remember his name. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> they have Cook, and I, I think Cook is awesome. It, it, it's, it, Cook's really um, revived his career for sure. Um, you know, he, he had all the talent in the world and just couldn't really put it together. And, uh, you know, it was uh, good with Green Bay, good with um, – the, uh, the Raiders. The Raiders, yeah, thank you. Uh, good with the Raiders, and then, you know, obviously a, a good weapon for Drew Brees last year. So uh, do I think you, I could play tight end for Drew Brees. Yeah, he makes his tight ends look good for sure. I mean, you know, you, you take a look at Jimmy Graham, and he's never had anywhere near the level of success he had in New Orleans uh, with Brees. So you wonder how much of that was Jimmy Graham. I mean, obviously he's got his athleticism. He was a – great college basketball player and and you can't coach size but you know he he really hasn't had and he's played with some good quarterbacks uh you know as we discussed earlier with aaron Rodgers. but but uh, i'll tell you the move i did like that they made was uh they didn't go nuts and give Taysom hill some ridiculous like you know, overpayment of uh, they they put a one-year tender on him. they they did they gave him the first round tender if i'm not mistaken though right is it yeah, first round? And yeah. What does that give you? Like five million? Something like that. And you know, uh, if if somebody signs him, then they have to give up their first round pick. So that right. basically, so you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna take him away. For you know, I don't know if he's gonna be the quarterback of the future for them. I I, um, I think they think he is. 
yeah, they placed a first round tender on him. I think they think he is. Um, they're certainly acting like it. Um, I, I think that the first round tender was more of a strategy um, to say, hey, you know, we don't want to lose this guy, but if somebody's going to give us a first round for pick for year. him, we'll, we'll let him go. Um, and, you know, if that, if that happened, if somebody fell in love with Taysom Hill and gave up a first round pick, they hold on to Teddy Bridgewater and who knows, maybe Cam Newton is, is uh, sitting somewhere else because Carolina was forced to trade him. So interesting the way that played out. Um, but they, they choose to go with Hill over their Swiss Army knife over uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I would pay him $5 million just for the stuff that he does with his gadget plays. Yeah, he returns kicks and plays tight end and all that good stuff. All right, so uh, better or worse, the Saints? I, I'm definitely going to say the Saints are better. Yeah, yeah, they, did, they didn't uh, do a lot, and I, I like the moves that they made, though. Yeah, they didn't need a lot, but uh, I think uh, a couple of the moves that they did make, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, even if Malcolm Jenkins is a half a step slower than he was last year, I think the leadership and uh, just the, the veteran play that he's going to give him is, is going to make up for, for anything that he's lacking physically. Uh, and Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, I I loved him in San. Yeah, Francisco. I know. You're, I know you're a fan. You thought he was a good fit there. Yeah. He. I mean, you, you would know better than I, but it certainly seemed like he helped. Uh, once he got there, he helped Debo Samuel uh, quite a bit. Debo took. It was literally like the game he got. He got there at the Carolina game, and it was like the next week you saw all these new plays for Debo. Because there was somebody else to pay, yeah. you know, there was yeah, just, you know, attention. they're paying attention to Emmanuel Sanders. And he's one of those guys that, you know, he's not, you know, a 4-2 guy. So, you know, if he has half a step, but he just runs such good routes and he gets open and he never drops the ball. Yeah. You know? All right. Let, let's move on to Tampa Bay. Uh, we saved the best for last. Um, of course, they're huge free agency signing uh i i didn't they see this coming didn't they? uh joe joe haig from the colts they bring on joe haig from, from the indianapolis <laughs> colts to oh no uh of course tom brady um it finally happened um hell froze over uh i i think this is was more a result of the patriots mishandling it than it was anything tampa bay did to sort of lure him away uh but here we are. Uh, Tom Brady is a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. <laughs> well, what, what Brady said was Brady, you know, said he pitched himself to Tampa Bay. And I thought it was the, the best place for him to go um, as far as if he wants weapons, he's got weapons. He yeah. can't use – he won't be able to use an excuse this year of not having weapons because I think with uh, Godwin and, and – Evans on yeah, each still, side. I think they still need to add a running back that can, can catch a ball out of the backfield. Um, that's something that, that uh, he needs. Uh, but, but, yeah, from a wide receiver standpoint, um, you know, uh, arguably the best. A, he's never had a tandem like this. No, ar- arguably the best one-two. Um, well, I don't know about he that. Had, he had, Randy, he had Randy, Randy Moss and Wes Welker. Well, he had Randy Walsh, He had Randy Moss, Wes Welker, and, and Gronkowski. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's but, a trio. You're right. He's never had a tandem like this. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I still, I, I, I don't know that. I mean, as far as the the fit in the offense, Wes Welker was phenomenal. 
you know, he's great in that slot, you know, but I'm talking about two guys outside the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, and this is uh, arguably, you know, certainly a, a top three wide receiver duo in the NFL. Um, Godwin really, uh, uh, or, or, um, God, Chriswin, as, as he can be called, <laughs> God, Chriswin, he really came on last year, um, and was a, was a great compliment to, to Mike Evans, who, well, when he was hurt, you know, Evans was hurt a lot. Yeah. Last year. And, uh, and, and <laughs> he disappeared in some games for sure. You, you almost made me mess up with his name. God, Christmas. Now nah, you can call him that. <laughs> God, Christmas. Uh, uh, I know, I know, I know for a fact. Mr. That he Wynn. He doesn't mind that nickname. Oh, you know. Yeah, I know for a fact. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, so obviously that's, that's the big, you know, they, they, they're basically, you're upgrading from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady, right? So it, throw out all the other moves that they made or didn't make and all the other people that walked. Um, you know, Tampa Bay was competitive last year with some pretty bad quarterback play from James Winston. Um, I, yep. I, I really don't think their defense is as bad as, you know, advertised. I think their defense got put in some bad spots and they were on the field too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Their, their defense, their, their defense uh, was, was, Certainly, uh, better than it has been in, in years past, um, where they were, you know, winning uh, shootouts with uh, Fitz Magic in uh, in twenty eighteen. You know, putting up you know forty points. Mm-hmm. Uh, their their defense has definitely um, improved, but they uh, they they go out and they they upgrade from 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 Winston. So slight upgrade yeah yeah a slight (laughs) slight upgrade i mean Uh, they 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 did retain uh sue and pierre paul yep um both on pretty good yeah they 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 got sue uh i don't think sue found a market out there um they got sue at a at a bargain eight million Um, yeah um and and you know they they have um they have uh flexibility they got a, a high draft pick uh, so they they can add uh, another speed wide receiver and really just stretch the field and uh, clear out the underneath for you know this uh, if OJ Howard if OJ Howard can't thrive with Tom Brady as quarterback he can't do it with anyone yeah yeah now it's, I'll 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 tell you the one thing I do worry about with uh, oh were you about to say something no oh the one thing I do worry about with Brady. And in the Arians offense is I feel like in that offense, you're going to have to move a little bit back there, you know, with some of the, the, the deep drop backs. Yeah. I Um, I feel, I feel like Arians is definitely going to change his offense. Um, I I'm sure that was part of the discussions that they had um, that he's going to do some of the things that Tom likes to do. And I I think Tom's going to have, um, some some control over the playbook, um, but yeah, traditionally speaking, in, in an Arians offense, you know, being a mobile quarterback to move the pocket, um, definitely something. Uh, you know, we saw it uh, with uh, with Roethlisberger. And yeah, I mean Roethlisberger got hit a ton. Um, yeah, like, but never went you know, down. He's two hundred. <laughs> he was he was he was you know ten years younger, and you know the Roethlisberger could move a little bit at that point when he had, when he had Arians. And not only that, Roethlisberger is a tough dude to bring down. 
Yeah. You know, he's like six, five. He's like right now he's probably pushing about three bills. Much, much like Jameis Winston, but normally he doesn't have to be brought down because he's, playing defense because he's just throwing to the wrong <laughs> color jersey looking to bring he's looking to bring somebody down himself <laughs> yeah um all right so uh obviously the tampa bay buccaneers uh i i think they're better than they were when free agency began um what, what say you uh I'm, I'm gonna definitely definitely say uh they got better even even if uh they don't add tom brady i think they did a pretty good job not only, but not only after they add Tom Brady and re-sign some of these guys, uh, uh, Shaq Barrett's, you know, still there. Yeah, he um, played really well last year. Yeah, he had a gazillion sacks. Yeah, uh, that's an official number too. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see that. That's a lot of zeros. <laughs> uh, but the thing with Tom Brady is, you're good. You know, you have guys that want to play there. I think you're going to get a little yeah, bit more you've, out of some you've of already, these guys. There's been a leak about Gronk wanting to come out of retirement and go there. I don't know how I don't that's going to work. I saw, Gronk, I saw Gronk dive off of a, uh, off of a platform. Well, the he's other. the 24-7 <laughs> champ. I don't know how that's going to work. He's, <laughs> he's going to be lined, lined up <laughs> on the right side of the line, and then uh, Somebody's trying our to truth him. is going to come out with a chair. Uh, <laughs> that would be interesting to see. We'll see if Brady has his back. I don't know how bad his back is if he's diving off of you know yeah, really. second story balcony. Uh huh. All right. So NFC South, uh, wrap it up. I say uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the best off season of any team in the NFC South, and and the Carolina Panthers had the worst only only by default because I really like what. There's a lot of movement in the NFC South uh, from everybody um, except for you know the Saints. Saints didn't do a ton, but I like what everybody did, um, and and I think um, the Carolina Panthers just by default are uh, had the worst offseason of anybody in the NFC South. But I don't hate anything that they did uh, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, Bucks best, Panthers worst. What about you? I think they all did well. Um, I think. Uh... I'm def- I think I'm going to say Bucks first, uh, and I don't think New Orleans was that far behind. You know, I think they uh, they kept the ship afloat, but I think the Emmanuel Sanders signing, even though it wasn't a big money, big splash deal, I think that's going to prove to be huge. Yeah, that that um, and that that's something that it's one of those signings that's flying under the radar. That um, once the season starts, we could we could remember. Oh yeah, that guy's really good. Right. Exactly. And uh, Atlanta and Carolina, I think, I, I, I think it's, it's kind of one, two, and are tied, and, and three yeah. and four are tied. It's one I, A you know, and B would, and two B and C. Yeah, I think it's good. there's going to be some good games out of that division next year. Uh, I still think New it, Orleans takes the division. It, it, this might be the best division in football. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's going to be a very competitive division. Yeah, I, uh, it, it it'll be it'll be something to see. The, those those Saints Buccaneer games get to see uh, Brady Breeze twice a year. That's going to be good. Yeah, and then right. watch uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the best quarterback in the division next year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that look that, that that's a heck of a roster of quarterbacks there. You got uh, Matt Ryan, Drew Breeze, Tom Brady, and uh, Teddy Bridgewater. So certainly certainly could do worse uh, with quarterbacks. All right, that's going to do it for the first episode of the Lockdown Sports Podcast. Uh, We've covered the NFC North and South. 
Uh, join us next time where we will cover the NFC East and West. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great day. All right.